0: this is the real magic podcast learn about great design
1: and use it to get great results now your hosts greg merrilies and alan nunez Hello, listener, and thank you for joining Greg and I today for the Real Magic Design Podcast, where we try to unpack our experience to help designers and business owners understand how to create amazing designs and work together to make design that is profitable. I'm Alan from Pixel Partners HQ, and here is my co-host, Greg from Studio One Design. How you doing, mate? Good, buddy. How are you, Al? What have you been up to this week? Well, it's funny you say what have <laughs> I been up to, because I'm pretty sure it's the same as what you've been yeah. up to. We were hanging out together for, what, three days or something like that? Yeah, three days in, unfortunately, not-so-sunny Manly. Oh, man, wasn't that terrible weather? I know. Our good friend James strategically picks Manly for his events uh, because it's on the beach and it's normally beautiful weather, but it was just rainy and miserable. But that didn't stop us going for a surf together, did it, Greg? No. In fact, we surfed in the rain. (laughs) It was hilarious. Well, wet anyway. So, and look, I mean, talking about what we've been up to, this is what we're going to focus this episode on because... You know, you and I have been going to this event annually for a number of years, and we we love it because it's it's cutting edge. You know, a lot of the things that maybe you and I heard three or four years ago are only just becoming common practice now for business owners. So it's, it, it, you know, the speakers that are at this event really know their stuff. So what we're going to do is just a, a quick debrief of the event. Now, in the past, we've sort of gone speaker by speaker and gone into detail, but You know what? All of the event, if you're interested in finding out more, all of the event is accessible through superfastbusiness.com and joining up to the forum. So go and have a look at that. We don't get any affiliate commissions or anything, but it's just great content. What we're going to do today is just sort of tell you who was there and what our biggest takeaways were. Does that sound all right, Greg?
0: Yeah, it sounds absolutely spot on, man. And I think you're right. So, yeah, if you become a member of Superfast Business, all of these recordings are will be in there throughout this year at some time. I think he just staggers them in there. But um, there's also last year's recordings already in there and the year before, and there's just killer content. So, yeah, okay, let's
1: just run through, say, day one. We'll just sort of run through the speakers and – Hang on a sec. Hang on. We've got to precede that and say that there was two days at the event, but there was a third day, which was an exclusive mastermind and – uh, the the speakers were invited to, to do a workshop together, so that was our day one. And how good was that, Greg?
0: Yeah, the Silver Circle day, and that's because we're special. We're part of that group,
1: <laughs> <laughs> and it, it, it you know it's by invitation only. And uh, yeah, to get to you often get to see these speakers, but to engage with them one on one and actually hear more about their businesses and meet them as real people, not just a a, a celebrity on stage, is really great.
0: Yeah, and just even meeting them as real people. One over writing theme that I noticed is that they're all super focused so if they're in a conversation they're in the conversation they're not checking their phone they're not doing anything else They're, they're there and present you know what I mean I just found that with all of them they're just super focused on the moment
1: yeah absolutely and I think also too you know they've got great businesses and great teams so they're not sitting there wondering in the back of their head if everything's going all right it was really inspiring
0: yeah, absolutely. Cool. All right. So that was the Silver Circle Day. And, and just on that, like we had a big topic on, on the word teams and, and building teams. And another one was um, Instagram, which is obviously, you know, been around for a while, but a really good opportunity that every business should at least uh, check out. But yeah, that, those sessions I found super valuable as well, even though they weren't planned, it was just sort of ad, ad-libbed by the, the, you know, the presenters like Bree. How good was Bree with her Instagram?
1: Oh, it's fabulous. I learned so much about Instagram. You know, when you actually see the techniques behind somebody who's got tens of thousands of followers. It's it's pretty amazing.
0: Yeah, well Brie from the com you should check that out for a start. She has yeah, millions of YouTube viewers. She has about 150, it's probably 160 by the time this comes out, sixty thousand Instagram followers. And yeah, her whole philosophy behind it is to be real and post a lot of helpful content in the form of either pictures or really short videos.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was awesome. All right, well, let's get into day one of the formal Superfast Business Live. What what did we have on day one?
0: All right, and so this event, probably about 250 people in the crowd, and um, yeah, there's about eight speakers all up, and most of the speakers had two slots, one on the first day, one on the second day, and the first session was James Schramko, the host of the event. He opened the event with how to eliminate the four mistakes most business owners make when building a team, and the insights that he gave were... Awesome. I mean, he's done this speech a few times, but he keeps changing it up and adding new content. And I found it really, really interesting.
1: Oh, definitely. I mean, he's just got a wealth of knowledge when it comes to running businesses and building a team and being systems focused and getting the most out of your company. So
0: then we had uh, Andrew Locke. So he was talking about content. Then we had Alana. Uh, Welsh, Welsh, I'm not sure, is that how you pronounce her surname? Welshla, Welshla, Weshla, there you go. She's obviously, um, you know, she's been on our podcast, and you should listen to that episode if you, if you want some advice on AdWords and a holistic approach to advertising. But, yeah, she spoke about Google AdWords on the on the first day. Uh, then we had Ryan Levesque with his Ask Method, and that's, that just blew my mind. It was so unbelievably powerful. Um, and then to wrap up the day, we had Jared Robinson who talked
1: about leveraging apps. Yeah. So so that was a pretty full on day. You know, I try not to take too many notes. I try not to focus on on the listeners when I go to these events, especially when I know they're going to be recorded. Mm-hmm. But let me tell you, my iPad Pro, my Apple Pencil and my Penultimate got a workout on that first day. <laughs> there was so much gold in there. So day two started off with Ben, I can never pronounce this right. Katzerman, I think. Katzerman, right. Um, talking about how to Scale an e-commerce commerce business. Mm-hmm. Uh, go have a look at his business, Wanderer Bracelets. Really beautiful brand. Didn't you and I, you know, turn to each other straight after that uh, presentation and go, what? an amazing brand
0: oh yeah everything man from the the images to just the, the font used to just the organic feel it was just everything was on brand it was amazing yeah
1: and the message like they know who they are and it just resonates through everything and this dude's 24 <laughs> yeah it's crazy it's great and such a nice guy such a great yeah. bloke then we had lana again and this time she was talking about facebook advertising all right so you yeah, know alana really is an expert in paid online advertising and there's different mediums so she was just showing the contrast between adwords from the first day and facebook on the second day um which was great to actually hear it from the same person because there are not many that i know of that are really truly experts in both Mm, true and they tend to be either facebook expert experts or Google AdWords experts Andrew Locke came back and talked about how to have a profitable online TV show and, and how the consumer mindset has changed from TV especially with the younger generation that they don't want to watch you know the old live TV that our generation watch they want to watch it on demand they want to be able to go in grab what they want sit down and watch it so mm-hmm. that was very very cool he talked about monetizing things like that which I thought was really interesting then we had Ryan Leveque again now on the first day he went through what the ask method was which was pretty mind-blowing but then he actually went step by step through a case study of how it was used Right, and, and this is going to be one of my big insights, some of the stuff that he talked about, um, but that was that was great. I mean, he made, what, $3.3 million in a, in a launch, which was crazy. Yeah, and we're talking his own launch. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and he's done this for multiple people in multiple industries. Obviously, he can't divulge that information.
0: Yeah, that's right, but that's why I think he chose his own business to, to do the case study on using that method. I, yeah, it was super powerful.
1: Yeah, but the thing was he actually showed us the process maps in detail, which Mm. is crazy, you know, like most people wouldn't share that information and there it was up on the screens for everybody to to utilise. Then we had Tom Breeze, who is an absolute genius when it comes to YouTube advertising. And, mate, this guy, what do you think? This guy has got it nailed. I mean, compared to what most are doing on YouTube because they're just annoying ads on youtube but apart
0: from that just a a gentleman you know he's he's a pommy so he's got that real you know english accent he's such a gentleman but the way he delivered his presentation, I thought was extremely professional and uh, yeah, we got to get that man a beer. Yes, <laughs> as, he, as he
1: says, yeah. get that man a beer ticket. And then the wrap up for the day was back with James and, you know, he started the conference with how not to make mistakes when you're building your team. But I guess the end of the day was really about the vision of what, how to build your business so it's strong and then be able to exit your business, sell the business if that's what, what you want to do. And that that was really, really informative. Mm, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, That was, again, that was just a full-on two days, wasn't it, Greg?
0: Yeah, and even if you don't you know you're not going to sell your business still to take the takeaways that, that I got from his you know his presentation on how to you know build your business to sell it was really about the building process you have to have to have all these assets in place for it to be appealing to a buyer but even if you don't want to sell it it's still a really good way to build a business because it's going to be not relying on you
1: I mean I love what he said um, about well know your number even if you don't plan to sell the business know the number of the value that you would sell it for mm-hmm. because if somebody walked up to you and handed that money you don't have to think about it then you know that that's enough for you to walk away from the business if you wanted to
0: exactly
1: yeah i mean he told he was telling a story about somebody and i won't say names who you know got together with james because james was going to help him prepare to sell his business and they'd planned for a 12 18 month process to do that And then within a matter of a couple of months, he had an offer for the amount that he wanted and the business was sold, which is unusual. I mean, that doesn't often happen. But because this guy had started with the clarity of, well, I know the number of how much I want to sell the business for, it made the decision really easy. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Cool. So what uh, what are the biggest takeaways overall from the presentation for you, my friend?
1: Look, if I had to summarize the theme across the board, right, it would be, and we say this all the time, you know, good quality content, but not only good quality content, content that's really focused in on your customer, mm, yeah. right, on your, on your audience. So you're not talking to everybody. You're talking to that individual who's who's viewing your content at that time. And that leads to what I think was probably the second, actually probably the first, first most important thing, which was about, or well, the way Ryan describes it, putting your customers in buckets, mm-hmm. right? You and I talk about avatars all the time, but he's taken it to the next level and gone, well, okay, here's your avatar, it's uh, your B2B, so it's a a business owner in this industry, right? But then he's identified that out of that avatar, they may have four or five separate needs or be just in slightly different positions. So one might be a new business owner who's just getting his business started. Somebody might be looking at leveraging their business and growing it. They might be 10 years down the track. What what, what Ryan is saying is... (laughs) You know, talk to them individually. So if you've got a sales video, for example, you can have the whole sales video is relatively generic and then one or two spots in the video just cut in something that is unique to that person that says, listen, we know you're a startup and this may be uh, difficult for you to afford. So we have an easy payment plan for you. Well, that might not be relevant to a business that's 10 years down the track and has the cash flow. So you show different videos to different people depending on how you put them into a different bucket during the sales process.
0: Yeah, how cool is that? So is what he's saying is, you know, you might have one landing page. And if we just take a step back, like his initial lead magnet might be to segment people into those different duck buckets from the start. But once you've established the different buckets, you know, with the same sort of um, pain points or, you know, same target market, etc., depending on where they are in the journey or their challenge or the situation, then the landing page would be pretty much the identical landing page for all of those different buckets. However, you're just tweaking the video the you know the sales copy but the design would essentially be the same and so that way you're talking specifically to that bucket it's just amazing.
1: Yeah, and I mean, this this also went into what Alana was talking about with Facebook and AdWords. You know, treat your customers differently when you advertise to them. You, you know, you can treat somebody differently if they've been on your site for, for example, under two minutes or over two minutes. Exactly. Right? Or if
0: they watched a video for X amount of time, you, you know, they're going to be more likely buy if they watched. 75% of a video, for instance, so then the rest of your remarketing ads would be tailored to get that person to go to the product page, for instance.
1: Yeah, and I mean, this wasn't on the, another thing too, was what Brie was saying from Betty Rocker, you know, that different social media channels, she said, imagine them all being English, but they're all different accent accents of English. So one might be, you know, a bit of a Scottish accent. The other one might be a strong Southern US accent. The other one might be a New Zealander. Another one might be Australian. So it's all the same language, the same words, but you've got to speak the dialect. You've got to speak in the right accent so everybody understands you. And again, that's about putting people in buckets and talking to them. So, you know, don't post something on Facebook and then the exact same thing on Twitter and the exact same thing on Instagram and the exact same thing on Pinterest take it and rework it for that audience
0: and speaking of dialects how amazing was Ryan Levesque speaking Chinese Mandarin in different dialects yeah it was that guy
1: has he's got some talent let me I tell you I couldn't
0: believe it he was telling a story in in yeah different dialects and it was just so amazing I was just blown away by that man that was just yeah he's a super intelligent dude I
1: want to know how many hours he stood in front of the mirror yeah. practicing that together. <laughs> because that's actually pretty pretty and i've been to some of the places in china that he was talking about and it was making me giggle because yeah i have too. the way when he did it back to back you just you laugh because you really do hear the difference you do you know? yeah
0: the twang when they're up north and things like that yeah
1: yeah yeah so so segmentation but not just segmentation i right? like a lot of business owners know about this they know that they treat certain customers differently based on their purchase history and things like that that but what i think what the key is is generate your content for that group right and to a point where that group is so narrow that you're almost talking to an individual
0: yeah yeah absolutely and yeah so to me you know i would say the over you know being a design business and a custom design business i would say that with all of these different ways of targeting you've got to be more custom with your approach, whether it's your ads because it's going to be targeting a different, you know, demographic or, or, you know, pain point, whatever the case is, where they are on the journey, et cetera. You know, the whole thing for me comes down to having custom design is going to get you a better result rather than just a blanket approach for all.
1: Yeah, and, and I guess uh, if you do get to see the recordings or if you're at the, the event, you'll know that all the examples that were shown were all beautifully designed, custom examples of, you know, this in in practice and how elegantly it can be done. It doesn't have to look spammy. Uh, I mean, I love Tom's YouTube advertising where, you know, their segmentation is absolutely brutally blatant but done in such a great way where, you know, he was using the example of a, a guitar teacher who sells how-to guitar courses, right, and and training, and they do this great little clip, and it ends on, well, hey, so I can help you better, are you a beginner who needs to improve your skills, or are you somebody who's been playing for a long time and really feels stuck in a rut? Yeah. Pick which one, pick the button, and then it takes them to a unique video for that person, because, you know, the expert guitarist who's in a rut is going to need to hear something completely different to the beginner.
0: Exactly, and... How cool is Tom? He throughout the the previous two days asked, you know, just spoke to people in in the audience and and you know in Silver Circle etc. And on his presentation, he gave examples for those particular businesses, showing them how they could potentially use this concept of
1: offering an A choice or a B choice. But isn't that a classic example of talking to your audience? I mean, he took the time to amend his slide deck with what were there about five, five examples? examples? Yeah of people who were in the audience that we all know. I mean, this is a fairly intimate group. I mean, we say 250 people, but events like this around the world often attract, you know, one or two or 3,000 people Mm. to the events, right? So, you and I know most of the people in in that room and, you know, to actually give examples of people in that room and how they could implement this was a Beautiful example of talk to your audience. Make it unique. Don't make it generic.
0: Yeah, exactly. Just on that, John Logar. I mean, he you know he spoke he spoke more about um, you know how consultants can can get business from some some, some big players out there like corporates etc. But um, in one of the breaks, he mentioned to me a new concept which is artificially intelligent website design. And there's a, um, check it out, listener, uh, go to thegrid.io and you'll see this is like the start of a new generation of website design. Now, Yeah, I've seen this. Have you? Yeah. yeah, majorly powerful. And it will suit a lot of, you know, startup small businesses out there. I mean, so to me, the way for, you know, a web design business to uh, compete with that is to be unique because sure computers will be able to design websites but it's still going to have in my opinion a non unique feel so to combat that what we're doing and i've put a, a you know a massive um, video brief in for my team since the event is to make sure that everything we do has a brand personality like we discussed the other week Al, even more so these days so that we can offer something unique
1: yeah look i've got to say that the one thing that i have distinctly seen over the last five years is that the tolerance for bad quality content, bad quality design, and template design. Mm-hmm. Is from a consumer's point of view the tolerance is getting less and less and less yeah i agree customers recognize when they're they're on a boilerplate website right that doesn't have that brand essence that you're talking about injecting and it and it's happened because of things like fiverr and you know yeah. graphic river and all these places where you can go and for five or ten bucks you can buy a template and you can just plug in your uh, your details i mean you got a template monster for crying out loud and for what, 50 70 bucks you can buy an entire website and just put your content on it and a lot of them look great right but what they don't have is they don't have the expertise of a designer and a content writer bringing all those elements. Together, so as much as those things are even more readily available today, the consumer is becoming less and less accepting of that kind of stuff, right? And if you look at it in, you know, fast-moving consumer goods, for example, mm-hmm. you know, Greg, you and I are of the vintage that remembers the old uh, no-name and home brand packaging. Yeah, you walk through a Coles or a Woolworths or any supermarket today, Aldi, you cannot distinguish the home brand from the brand label because it's so well designed yeah it's true so the consumer's expectations are going up uh nothing wrong with them for minimum viable products nothing wrong for them for for a business to get started using all of this stuff but as soon as you can if you truly want your business to be successful take it to the next level
0: you just have to in my opinion yeah okay well that's cool man and so uh, even on products as well, if we talk about product design and, you know, we're talking custom versus buy off the shelf. I mean, anybody can go to alibaba.com, I think it is, and, and you know, grab a product and, and drop ship it. But you're going to be competing on price because there'll be 17 million other people doing the same thing. But what Ben Katzman did, you know, from Wanderer Bracelets was he his vision was to help a whole village of people in bali and so what he's done is had them custom make his own branded jewelry called wonderabracers.com and and then he in turn has helped feed an entire village and you know give them wages to an entire village all because he's decided to go custom
1: yeah and not just feed them but i mean it, it means that the men don't have to travel away for long periods of time to do crappy work i mean the story of the brand is brilliant but yeah. Yeah, you're right, you know, it wasn't just another. I mean, he could have said, Oh, I want to make bracelets and just had them manufactured out of China. And yeah. uh, but no, you know, like he says, every single one is handmade, so no two. Are exactly alike and I mean I'm wearing the one he gave yeah, me, me and, and I've got uh, I've got some auditors a surprise for my kids because we're going overseas in a few days they're going to arrive at the hotel when we're there ah uh, that's cool you know very very cool stuff look I can't encourage people more to, to go and jump into super fast business if for no other reason but just to go and watch the last couple of years worth of events and this year's and if you can implement one or two learnings from this there's no way it's not worth the value i mean this is a $1000 plus event and it's worth every cent
0: yeah absolutely and then yeah what you learn come back to our blog and and let us know on the on the post at the realmagic.com well greg i think we managed to jam
1: everything into one episode this time
0: yeah it's a good overview without going to, you know mega detail but like i said if you want mega detail go jump into superfastbusiness.com oh
1: look i just got to say if you want to have a bit of a laugh Look up Andrew Locke and his (laughs) business TV show. It is... Very, very funny I mean, it is an online TV show uh, But he, I think he does Does He do that? Da- he does daily episodes, doesn't he?
0: I think he's changed it to weekly at, at the moment Yeah, but still oh,
1: Well, there's plenty of great stuff in there to go back and binge watch So uh, He is
0: funny, isn't he? How, how are some of the things like um, He showed a lot of examples of silly signs that he sees along the way And one of them was a, a restaurant And it, in big letters at the top of the sign It said, uh, we do not split business and then it had you know what the food was etc as secondary smaller font it's like that's the first thing you see it's like you're just going to turn people off with that it was just hilarious that's one example
1: the way he sees the world is great it's helpmybusiness.com on that note listener we'd love some reviews on itunes particularly five star if you like what you're hearing um and head to our blog and leave comments under this episode we'd love to hear from you and we answer all the comments you thanks greg i'll catch you on the next episode
0: thank you cheers <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Real Magic Podcast. Hear more at therealmagic.com.